Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves into topics that have impacted her on her Tear Talk journey and helped her discover the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Tear Talk podcast. So glad to have you all join me on today. It's interesting. I've had a few conversations regarding some of the topics that I've covered in my podcast. And I've had a few questions that have been posed to me as a result of the topics of the podcast. So I wanted to take some time to be able to answer those questions and share with you all my thoughts on the thoughts that others have had (laughs) regarding what I've shared and um, what I've been able to express over the past few months. Uh, I guess I'll start with the first question that came to me. The first question that came to me was based on the podcast that I did was on a healthy hope. And the question that was asked was, how do you get a healthy hope? You expressed what to do with a healthy hope, but how do you get a healthy hope? And when the question was posed to me, I was like, you know what, that's a really good question. And I realized that there is a lot that I talk about, but I don't always share the how, like how I got to that place, which is basically what was being asked of me. How did you get to a place where you were able to have a healthy hope? And I honestly had to share with the person that the word has been life for me. In different times or different seasons, there have been certain scriptures that have literally come alive for me. And I would make it a declaration quoted every morning. And it has varied over time, the verses that I would quote. But those would be the very thing that would give me hope. Because I've definitely had my moments where I've wanted to give up. I've definitely had my moments where I felt things were over. I definitely had my moments where I thought, you know, some prayer requests just weren't going to be answered. You know, that I wasn't being heard. Maybe I'm making all of this up. I've I've definitely had all of those moments (laughs) in my mind. But one thing that I have been able to do is find or be get if sometimes I was given a scripture or I could be reading my Bible and a particular passage would just stand out it, like it was being highlighted and I would just stay right there you know I remember one of the one of the first passages 
that really stood out to me during one of my hardest seasons or hardest times, I should say, is the passage about how he clothes the lilies in the field and how he feeds the sparrows. Aren't you much more than they? Pretty much, you know, isn't your life more than a sparrow and more than a, a, a flower? He, he's going to take care of you. So that was one scripture that really blessed me. Talk about the lilies in the field. But another one that I held on to is Hebrews 11.33. And it talks about a faith that subdues kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained the promises of God, and caused the mouths of lions to be shut. So my daily declaration would be, Lord, I thank you for faith that subdues kingdoms, that wrought righteousness, that obtains the promises of God and causes the mouths of lions to be shut. I thank you for that type of faith. I thank you for that type of faith. So I held on to that scripture probably for over a year, possibly two, and it became part of my morning declaration. And declaring <laughs> that you will have that type of faith definitely does give you a level of hope. I just recently had an experience last week. So I did not a no podcast last Tuesday. And I was talking about how just because there's silence and time has passed, that doesn't mean that God said no. And how we can assume that because of those things that he did say no. So I did that podcast on Tuesday. Well, Wednesday morning, when I was getting ready for work, I heard clearly John fourteen fourteen, And I knew that I needed to remember that verse. And I didn't look it up immediately. I kind of continued getting ready for work and made it to work. And I was sitting at my desk and I was looking at something. And then I was reminded again, John fourteen fourteen. So then I looked it up and John fourteen fourteen says, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. When I saw that verse, it just brought me to tears because there are things that have been on my heart for quite some time. There are questions that I've had. There are promises that I have yet to see. And those things can weigh on you. I'm not acting like things don't bother me at all. But when I got John fourteen fourteen, I literally went and looked at that verse in every passage of the Bible that I could find. And I read it in every version of the Bible. And when I tell you, I was literally sitting at my desk in tears as I kept reading over and over again, him saying, if you ask in my name, I will do it. So I had, I had that just happen. So that one is fresh for me. And I literally, not only did I read it in every version? I have also now written it down <laughs> in every version. And I think, you know, by being able to be that diligent and, you know, focused 
you know, focus plays a huge role with having a healthy hope. And for me, I appreciate when God speaks and I appreciate when he He gives you an unexpected answer and, you know, he gives you hope. Another verse that is my current declaration every morning. I think I've been declaring this one now for the last two or three years. I actually heard someone teach. They were teaching and they ended up mentioning this verse. And I don't recall having read it. And I'm sure I have. But when I heard it that day, it just really stood out to me and it has become a part of my morning declaration. And that is Psalms 86 and 11. And it says, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So that is my current daily declaration having a right fear of the Lord and walking in his truth, that that definitely can help your hope stay healthy and help your hope stay alive. So I am, what's the word I want to use? The word has been the lifeline, even if it wasn't a passage that I declared every morning, just consistently hearing the word being a part of communities that would empower and encourage. Like I literally, two weeks ago, I was going back and forth about (laughs) some things that I should be doing. And the message that came forth that Sunday was the answer for me that helped to ignite my hope in something that I'm going to begin doing actually this week. So the word and you know, the the written word and the express word honestly have been the foundations, the word itself first, because it's alive and it's active. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not, it wasn't me always going to look for something, but when I would hear it, you know, whether it was through a teaching or, you know, like I just as we heard John fourteen fourteen, you know, I pay attention. I'll put it that way. And I am still sitting in John fourteen fourteen, and, you know, really extremely thankful that he shared that verse with me and that, that I'll be focused on for probably a couple of years. Also, it kind of works that way for me. I kind of stay there for a while. I'm not quick to move to the next thing. For the most part, every morning I'm waking up, meditating and thinking about that. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now I will say I did start writing my list of what I'm going to ask for. It took me a day because I didn't want to do anything fleshly. I didn't want to do anything selfish. I actually have told a few friends of mine, I felt like Solomon. (laughs) I really wanted to ask rightly want to ask for right things. And I think that in itself speaks volumes to how much I've grown and matured and how much I value the opportunity to ask. So that was that was one question that was asked of me. But the other question was really <laughs> was really good as well. Another question that was asked because you know the title of this podcast is Tear Talk. And the question was, 
how did you start journaling? And my response to the person was very interesting, but I shared with him, I ended up journaling as a result of dreams, pain, and questions. Dreams, pain, and questions. So I started journaling back in 2005. And between 2005, 2006, and 2007, I was having very, very vivid dreams. If not nightly, every other night or every other, other night. But they were very, very strong, memorable (laughs) dreams. And I felt that they should not be lost. So I would journal them. That was the first thing. The second reason why I started journaling was out of pain. I was transitioning into a new season of life. And it was not fully embraced or accepted. And it brought a lot of pain as far as things that were being spoken or things that were being shared and things that were being said. And I wanted to be able to express myself without being judged for my thoughts or my opinions or my words. And I found journaling allowed that form of expression. As a result of that, I had a lot of questions. So I definitely had a lot of Dear God letters in my journal because things really didn't make sense to me. So those three things are what started the journey of me journaling And when I shared this answer, the person was like, so journaling is a hobby to you? And I was like, no. Journaling for me is not a hobby. It's actually a lifestyle. And I have come to find that journaling is a way of me saying thank you to God for my life. Every day we wake up with brand new mercies. You break up with brand new grace and me journaling what happened from one day to the next is showing a level of appreciation for the day that was given to me. Now, some days I don't have a lot to write, but I still try and remember something that happened in each day. And I think that that's a form of appreciation. And you can even say it's a form of honoring the day. Now, what I shared with the gentleman is that I came over the years, I came to realize, you know, when I journal, it's not so much for other people. <laughs> it's, it's definitely for me, but I've come to value my thoughts And they need to be heard, even if no one is listening. That is probably one of the biggest things or gifts, I should say, that has come out of me journaling so many years. 
I've come to value my voice. I've come to value my thoughts. I've come to value me. Even if no one is listening, even if no one is watching or paying attention, journaling has helped me to put a value on me. It's helped me to put a value on my thoughts. It's helped me to put a value on my words. It's helped me to put a value on my opinion. It's also helped me to put a value on my wisdom. Sometimes, you know, my journal is the springboard because I can see the, like a person getting ready to jump in water. Sometimes my journal is the springboard for me to express stuff that I didn't even know I needed to express. I was writing because I'm actually about to start doing Bible studies weekly. And I was writing in my journal about getting ready to do the Bible studies. And I ended up, you know, I was just writing my thoughts and, you know, how I felt about, you know, getting back into teaching and building a community. And I wrote the following and I haven't even put this anywhere, but just so you can see how it can be a springboard. I was writing how I was excited about getting ready to start the Bible study. And I wrote the following. I feel a stirring that is different yet familiar, a call that is faint yet loud, a command that is gentle yet stern, a desire that is simple yet strong. After I wrote that, I was like, oh my God, that is, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful, but that's what happens sometimes when I journal. You know, things just kind of pour out of me. And I believe that because I created spaces or what I can say is I've created outlets, it allows things to flow easier. I don't know where I would be had I not started journaling. I don't know if I would have really been able to find my voice, not my speaking voice or my preaching voice or my teaching voice, but my unique voice. I don't know if that would have been able to be developed. I don't know if that would have been able to be honored by me. I don't know if I would have fully gotten to the place of transparency and expression that I have right now. But journaling allowed me, has allowed me to be able to share my thoughts with me first, not being judged by them, to then be able to share with others. So I am so thankful for my journals. I don't really think as adults, we really have anything else that allows us to be able to see our growth and maturity than our own handwriting. And if you don't use a uh, written journal, an electronic journal, but being able to see your own thought process shift and change and evolve and mature, to be able to see that with your own two eyes and not someone telling you, that to me is priceless. You know, to see the work that you've been doing on yourself pay off. Like when you're trying to lose weight, you know, you can have your before picture and you can have your after picture. Well, the journal is the same thing. 
It allows you to have your before of what your mind looked like, what your thoughts look like, what your opinions look like, your, what your ideas look like, what your faith looked like. And then it can have your after picture of what it looks like now. And we glory and we esteem people when we see that weight loss journey. But how about your mind journey? How about your maturity journey? How about your healing journey? How about your forgiving journey? That's what journaling allows you to have. And you may not share that with others, but it's beautiful when you can validate your own growth, (laughs) your own maturity, your own healing. You can see it. You can see how you used to write and how you used to think. And then you see where you are now. And then you can only imagine where you'll be. So I just wanted to take a moment, you know, to share my heart a little more with you all and to honor the questions that were given to me regarding the podcast and prayerfully these responses (laughs) are an encouragement and an empowerment for you as well to where the next time that you see that a Tear Talk podcast is loaded that you decide to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can purchase today's featured t-shirt and learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com. Also, check out her exclusive line of custom journals at bit.ly forward slash the golden scribe.